Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Baby, it's time to ride the funk train. This is Funkmaster V with Wrestling with Ghosts and a SideParanormal.com. Babies, you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 2, where we talk about some movies and read some fiction. If you want to go ahead and get a hold of the show, you can always contact me at Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook or Aaron Horror Show on Twitter or Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show. I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right, I am back from moving uh, again across the country, though not as far this time. I moved to Billings, Montana from Portland, Oregon. Yep, so that was my summer. Go to uh, from Minneapolis to Portland to uh, Billings. Uh, it's kind of a funny story. You know, I don't know if, I, if I've told it yet, but my, uh, my wife uh, got a... Uh, a job in in Billings, Montana, which is why we're here. And and for those of you that you know have have been listening for a while, you know that you know the reason we moved to Portland was uh my wife graduated with her PhD from the University of Minnesota, and you know we went over to live at her parents' house just to kind of figure out our next moves. And and uh you know the the drive from uh you know the Twin Cities over to Portland takes you right through Montana. And so you know we 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 stayed in Billings, Montana you know, overnight on our, on our way to Portland. And, you know, while we were staying overnight, we decided not to eat at the hotel and, and went out to, uh, you know, go find a restaurant on Google. You know, usually that's pretty good luck. You know, hotel restaurants, not always the best places to eat at, but, uh, you know, a Google search, you could usually find something with high ratings. And we did that and, you know, it was a pretty good place. It was called Cajun Fatties and, uh, Billings, which was a, you know, Louisiana style restaurant. Uh, you know, I had shrimp and grits, pretty, pretty amazing. And, uh, we, uh, <clears throat> you know, go back to the hotel and, uh, while we're doing this driving around to Billings, my wife, uh, sees that they have a university out there and, and she has a PhD in higher education. And so she's like, I wonder if they have any jobs. And turns out they did. And not only that, but it turns out to be kind of a one that she was perfectly qualified for, right step in her career like everything and so you know what turned you know what was going to be an overnight stay turned out to be an actual like oh now we're living here for a while you know uh maybe maybe the rest of our lives you know who who knows like we we don't know where life takes us from this point but uh it's kind of a funny story i think it's like as close to you know homesteading as you can get in the 2019 you know like 
like taking a covered wagon across the country and just going like, this looks like pretty country. Let's go and set up a farm right here. You know, like that's, that's about as close as uh, you get in our day and age. Like neither of us really know anything uh, about Billings and I don't know anything about Montana. I mean, my first night in Montana was when we were driving from, uh, from, you know, uh, Minneapolis to, to, you know, uh, Portland, Oregon. And so I, I, uh, you know, first time ever in Montana and, you know, here, here we are ending up here and, and, and that's fine. It's a, it's a nice place. I, I, I like it out here. It really reminds me of uh, Albuquerque where, where I'm from, uh, certain Southwest feel, but from what I hear, the winters are, are pretty bad out here though. Uh, not nearly as bad as, uh, the Twin Cities, as Minneapolis, as, you know, the Minnesota, that's, you know, the Arctic air just comes straight in. Like, if you ever look at the weather map, it's like this little dip of Arctic air, and it always hits Minnesota. So, you know, I think it's going to be bad winters here, but nothing like I've been through. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm kind of prepared for that. So, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, just thought I'd update you with uh, what's going on in my life. And, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get to it. So, today, I want to go ahead and talk about iZombie. It's a great series that we, you know, just finished watching. Uh, they had their last season this, uh, this season. So, you know, if you don't want any spoilers, go and, uh, watch five seasons of television and then come back and listen to this podcast. Cause you know, after watching five, uh, seasons of television, I imagine that's what you want to do, right? Come listen to my podcast. No, you probably want to shower. I, I, that's my guess. If you just watch five, like literally sat down all five seasons, you probably want to shower. Uh, <clears throat> that's what I would do anyways. Uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny after having a kid those days of, you know, watching, you know, I, I think the last series we watched all the way through just over as quickly as you can, like a weekend, we were watching our entire waking moment was a series called Haven. Uh, we found it on Netflix, really good series, uh, based on a Stephen King short story. And, uh, Maybe I'll talk about Haven in another episode, but yeah, that's our, our last binge-watching series. You know, when you have a kid, uh, you know, you can't really do that anymore, you know? It's all about the kid, so, you know, binge-watching for us is like watching an episode or two a night, you know? That's, that's oh, got through two episodes. That's a, that's a binge right there for a parent, or at least a parent of a small child. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, back to iZombie. So iZombie is a great series because they kind of take the zombie uh, narrative and, and kind of flip it on its on its head. So, you know, uh, like when I say flip it on its head, they kind of bend the rules of, of zombies. Not that, you know, zombies have any particular sets of rules. I mean, what we consider the rules of zombies is kind of a, a hodgepodge over the years, you know, like you really think about you know <laughs> origins of zombies it's originally you know like I'm, I'm not exactly sure on the on the on the specifics so i mean i'm sure there's an expert there that's gonna cringe when i give you sort of my uh <laughs> my 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 wikipedia overview but you know it's a, a you know voodoo term you know so he got kind of a voodoo doctor that that cast a sort of a spell or or give someone a potion or something and turns them into a mindless slave of that person kind of you know think of a new orleans like voodoo doctor and, and that's kind of the zombie as as 
you know, it first appears at least in movies. You know, a lot of movies in the 60s have those kind of zombies. Uh, but then you get Robert Rodriguez coming in with the actual undead zombie, the Night of the Living uh, Dead, and, and uh, you know, the zombie virus that gets introduced by Robert Rodriguez. And so you get this really, you know, by the time you get to Dawn of the Dead, you get you know, that movie kind of solidifies the zombie that we're all really used to with, like, The Walking Dead and Z Nation and just about any zombie <laughs> spinoff you could think of. That Robert Rodriguez zombie of a, you know, they're still living people. They're just infected by a virus that caused them into raging, brain-eating lunatics. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of like the zombie we're all used to seeing. And, and iZombie flips that around in the sense that they're not brain-eating... Uh, raging eat lunatics and until you starve them so in the beginning a zombie is kind of just like a person that just eats brains uh and you know they're they're very pale you know white hair white skin and and uh and and uh they could also kind of rage out where they use you know like their super strength that they get really mad and stuff but you know they 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 if they eat brains they can pass off as a human, you know, like, like, even in the series that, you know, when, when the zombies start getting more and more, like, in the beginning, it's just kind of the main character that's a zombie, but then as more and more people turn into zombies throughout the series, they start, you know, having zombie salons where they, you know, basically give them a tan or, or paint their skin to look more human, and then, you know, uh, <laughs> give them hair dye and stuff like that, so with makeup and, and hair dye people that are zombies can look completely human and act completely human. Like they're not distinguishable from normal people, uh, you know, unless they get starved. And once they get starved in the series, then they become the kind of, uh, raging brain eating zombie that we're used to seeing and, and they can't ever turn back. So they're, you know, starving one of those, one of the, you know, people is almost like killing them because then they just become, you know, raging. And and how they solve the problem in the beginning of a steady brain supply is the main character. She's a coroner uh, for the police department, and so, you know, she she's the ME, the medical examiner that that kind of goes works for the coroner's office, does all the medical examining on on cases, and uh, you know, so steady supply of brains there. There's also an added bonus to the zombies in this universe where if they eat a brain, they not only have visions of the person, but they take on their personality traits. So, you know, it's, it's a really, it, there's a, a lot of comedy in the series, which I really appreciate. I really love series that are not serious all the time and have some comedy. And And the, the comedy in this series is really brought out uh, by Liv Moore. She's the main uh, medical examiner and, you know, she will eat like, like a, a car salesman brain and then they, they happen to be selling the police raffle tickets at the same time she eats that car salesman brain and so really uh that uh that that uh you know makes her super competitive like for selling raffle tickets at the police for the police auction or something like that you know like like or or another one where she you know eats like a workout guru's uh brain and she starts you know like like drinking protein shakes and pumping iron and and telling everybody what they're doing wrong and and you know like like 
So, you know, every week it's kind of like, what brain will she eat and, and uh, what personality traits will she get on? So for her, I bet it was a fun role to play. She got to play kind of a slightly different character every week. I mean, it was still her. She just had personality traits. And then there was also the visions that she would have to help solve the, the crime or whatever. Uh, they also kind of did a, a funny thing with whenever she'd eat a brain. They they have her cook it up in some way that, that was very reminiscent of those videos you see on the internet where they they cook something like for example they they make a cake and uh or for these videos on the internet you'd see like a you know they make a cake they they do the crust and then they put all the layers on and and you know it's just an overhead shot of them making the cake and you just see hands coming in the frame but it's like super accelerated so it's like you know, baking a cake takes maybe an hour, right? So in, in the videos you see on the internet, they're like two minute videos where there's making a cake on fast forward. So you kind of see how the cake's made. And then uh, for that, they did the same thing for her doing a brain. So they would show the hands of her, probably actually some extra, <laughs> uh, some hand double, I bet. <laughs> but they show the hands of her making the food and, uh, you know, it would be always some like like you know recipe like like fish tacos with brain seasoning or <laughs> or you know like like strawberry shortcake with little brains or <laughs> you know brain smoothie or whatever you know what I mean. There was always some weird way that they would do the do the brains, and I thought that was kind of funny. The the scene of her eating the brains, you know, was was always cooking in some really fancy way. Uh, and then you know the other component to it is uh, the the series gets bigger and bigger as you go. So at first it's just she's a zombie. She's afraid of her friends finding out and her partner and, you know, the person she works with at, in Emmy's office. Uh, and eventually they all figure it out that she's a zombie. And, and then eventually more people turn into zombies. And then eventually, like, by the last season, half of the city of Seattle is zombies. And and there's this huge tension between humans and zombies, and there's like a wall built around the city, and there's talks of people in Washington, D.C. nuking the city, and, you know, there's like zombie rights activists, and like groups performing hate crimes on zombies, and, you know, all like, like it's under military law, and like, like it gets pretty intense, the series. There's, it also explores all the different ways that, like, you know, people get their brains, like to, to solve the, the whole conundrum of having half the population of Seattle be zombies, uh, they kind of get rid of the visions by saying that if you put enough brains into a paste, like if you mix a hundred brains into like a little paste and, and, uh, give them to a zombie, it will nourish them, but they won't get the visions, you know, and they won't get the personality. So they have these little brain tubes that, you know, are like otter pops, except with brains in them. <laughs> and then they kind of explore the different ways that the zombies get brains. Like they have, you know, legal brains in the sense that people volunteer to give their brains up to defeat the zombies when they die. And so they get them through hospitals and all that kind of stuff. So they have legal brain trade, but they also have illegal brain brain trade where people are, you know, killing humans to help feed the zombies and you know like somebody wants to have visions of like a a banker so they pay a high price and then the person goes and kills a banker for them or something like that you know what i mean so there's there's it it covers all the different things that would happen in society if this were were real the 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 legal way it's happening and then the underground illegal way like there's a 
like a one character who is a turns out to be a zombie uh in the series he is kind of the illegal trade part of it and then another character which is the main character's ex uh fiance he turns out to be the legal <laughs> way that zombies interact with society and they all become kind of their archetypes and she's sort of in the middle of it all and and it eventually gets to a you know a point where there's almost like a civil war breaking out between humans and zombies by the end of the series and you know it just keeps building I, I really appreciate that about the series is that they you know take a simple concept and then they have it grow slowly not not like you know really quickly through several seasons where more and more people get infected and and then they have to figure out how they're going to deal with zombies and people living together especially because the zombies are pretty indistinguishable from people when they first turn and as long as they're getting their brain tubes they're okay you know uh so yeah it's a it's a very good series there's also the of course the detective the week aspect of it where they're always solving a crime uh but there's also the fact that you you see zombies in a different way uh and and yet they still get the zombies we all know and love in the series by by saying no oh, if people are starved this is what happens and and they kind of explore all parts of it and i felt you know that it the it it's a very complete series very rarely do you get that nowadays uh you know you get series that either go on too long <coughs> supernatural uh hey <laughs> i love supernatural man but i i felt there was a point where i just had to stop watching because i was like it doesn't feel like it's gonna end i feel like i've seen some version of the same episode before so you know like like a good series but i felt they 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 went past their prime i, I think i'm gonna watch it when my, my wife and i are probably gonna watch it together she, she, she said she wants to watch it when she could finally see the last episode and it truly is the last episode uh <laughs> And so when that happens, we're going to sit down and maybe watch the entirety of Supernatural again and see it. But uh, yeah, it just went on too long. And then there's other series that get just cut too short, like uh, this series named Lucifer, which uh, luckily, you know, Netflix saved. Uh, and and uh, they Netflix put out a new season to kind of wrap up the stuff that, that got cut off, you know, so... You don't see series that just sort of go to their natural conclusion, and I felt that iZombie did that. I felt that iZombie had the time that it needed, and if it went on beyond what it did, it would start just having to be too repetitive of itself. And if it, you know, went any earlier than that, you would felt that they were building towards something bigger that never happened, you know? So they that that there was a little bit of both in there. And it was interesting too, because by that last season the uh the episodes turn out to be less crime of the week and more you know like what's going to happen with the overall plot uh so it, it gets to like there's a lot more plot heavy episodes for the overall plot than there is a uh, crime of the week sometimes like the crime of the week seems like this the b plot you know in in a sense that a lot of shows have an a plot and the b plot the a plot is like the main part of the episode and the B plot might be one of the characters has trouble paying their mortgage or something. You know what I mean? Like there's something that's going on that's beside the point. And it seems like the, the actual, you know, the, the murders being the A plot start becoming the B plot later on. So, but overall it's a, it's a very good series. I 
highly recommend it. I think I think it's a great mix of humor and action and 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 zombies, and uh, it really is a different way of looking at them. Something that you really haven't seen before, and and uh, you know also the the main character. She's really good at what she does. She she inhabits all of those personality traits in a different unique way so it's just kind of fun to see what's her what's her take and be like this week so that's that's another good reason to get into it all right well uh thank you for listening and uh yeah we have lots of cool stuff for you on rpa we are getting lots of movies uh you know there's lots of cool movie uh ghost hunting shows on on there and i've i've watched a, a lot of them and i like them and I forget. I it, it might have been uh, Full Dark or, or The Witching Hour. I'm not sure. One of the two I was watching, and I was watching really late at night, and something happened that was just so creepy that I just had to stop watching. And that's a rarity for me. Like I don't have a really high getting freaked out at night uh, complex. Uh, I wish I knew which one it was, uh, or else, and I could tell you, but. And, but my hat's off to both of them. I think they're both really good. And there's also a new one coming, uh, unexplained cases, I believe. But, uh, yeah, they're both, they're both very good, but I forgot about the one that freaked me out. Like I, I had to put it away and I, that's, that's a rare, like, like I said, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm able to watch stuff at night and not get too scared, you know, like I have a very easy, you know, ability to fall asleep without scaring myself. Uh, though, Sometimes happens. It happens to everyone. So anyways, uh, we got tons of stuff uh, first Friday of the month. And then, of course, there is, uh, you know, RPA on Mondays where you tell your stories. I'm on Tuesdays. Uh, Terry gives you historical facts about all sorts of unexplained stuff on Wednesdays. And then, of course, don't forget Patrick Sean Jones with the Sandman's Lullaby that talks about dreams and a all these nice cool interviews of of how what people dream about what they experience and uh yeah you should check them out all right thank you and have a good night <laughs>